so welcome I'm, back to the sea. Oh no, shit! We just got a grassy dryer. You 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 can um, start this one. I've noticed this microphone isn't as nice as the other microphone, the Sub Zero. It's not as nice as the no. microphone, the microphone you have. No, the microphone. Um, welcome back to the Sea Exchange podcast, the uh, the ever popular shit talk episodes. Um, this is like episode number nine, I think. I think we had one last week, but the quality is uh, wasn't as good, so it's not up there. Um, as with all shit talk podcasts, I can never remember what we talked about in them. Yeah, um, don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, the the podcast is getting near. At least, we're nearly at quarter of a million. Uh, they call it downloads and podcasts, but nobody downloads podcasts. So, quarter of a million plays, quarter of a million listens, um, which is, if you think quarter of a million listens is a lot, fits. Yeah. If you imagine that in number of minutes listened, it is in. That's absurd. It's, it's freaking insane, as our American friends. Yeah. It is absurd. Um, um, so, like, it's probably in the region of one hour per per listen is probably like 15 million hours at least. How many people's lifetimes is that? Um, I've no idea how many hours people normally live, so I'm What's that? 80 years. Um, oh, that's, yeah, it's not that impressive. <laughs> one whole lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> one whole lifetime of listening. Uh, Something that was news to me on podcast was, and I've noticed, apparently everybody, like, Everybody I've asked will do this except me. And I don't know what my issue is, but uh, if people find a new podcast or YouTube videos, like they'll, they'll go back to the start. Um, I'm allergic to doing that. I wouldn't do that. If something, if something's older than like four months, I'm like, I'm not going back. It's probably shit. What? Gar- I don't know. I, I will like thrall through. Like when I found Case File, when I listened mm. to all the newer ones. So I found mm. it at the episode where they were doing the, the Jonestown massacre. And then listen to everything newer than that. So there was only like three or four newer. And I went back then and listened to all of them, like whatever, 50 episodes before that, and then have continued to listen weekly since then. And yeah, I, I, just, I do the same with YouTube, like. Yeah, apparently everyone else does it. Everyone I've asked um, will just go back and go back and listen to the first podcast. If anyone listening to this is newer to the podcast or found us later, um, we're actually, I think we're over 100 episodes uploaded to the podcast, but not like main episodes. So it's not really the 100 episode yet. But if, you, if you're listening, if you joined in later, send us an old DM on Instagram if you if you go back to number one, because that's not something I would ever do. I would feel, I would just assume that number one is shit. So then I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going back listening to that shit. Um, but apparently, uh, apparently I'm the only person who does that. Um, I have some weird, weird thing against that for some reason. I have this thing where I enjoy things being finished. And complete. Uh, I heard somebody refer to it as being a completist before, but it it would very much bother me if I had like half listened to those. Like, so it would it would drive me mental, Garth, if my brain worked the same way as yours, where I wouldn't go back and watch previous episodes of a podcast or or a YouTube series. Case file is the only one I've done it because they're kind of standalone episodes. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example. You know, Max. Max Tuning, he's a YouTuber. He's like um, a fitness YouTuber. He makes superb quality yeah. vlogs. Like he's just so fucking good at them. And I watched him for years, right? And then I didn't, I, I literally didn't watch one of his videos for maybe four years since like five years, probably since college. And then I've, I, he appeared in my timeline recently or some for some reason, like three weeks ago when I watched the last like 
random order like the last like four months worth of videos and i'm i'm catching up and stuff and he's talking about stuff that's already happened in other videos you know and i'm like this is terrible i don't want to watch, I can't watch any more of these and i can't go back any further i don't know what it is i have, yeah. no, I have no explanation about why <laughs> to be fair in those blog style ones where people are like referring to incidents happening that is so fucking annoying where like they're talking about some conversation coming up and you're like you've already fucking bombed at that conversation uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's that is super annoying. But in terms of other stuff, um, yeah, I I really enjoy getting fully up to date, and then you have that like moment of depression where you're like, oh shit, I've watched everything. That uh, is a sad moment actually when you finish something good. Yeah, like last summer, last summer when I was working from home, um, in my old job, I went onto the Meat Eater website and bought every episode of Meat Eater. It cost me like a few hundred euro. But then you can go ahead and watch them whenever you want. They've actually started releasing them all on YouTube now, so I've basically wasted that money. But I I remember like vigorously watching every single past episode because I had this like need to finish everything. And then when I finished, I was just like, oh fuck, that's two hundred and eighty euro gone. Where did you you bought them on YouTube, is it? No, you can buy them on the website. Um, some media company or something and you just buy access and you have an account uh, I still stand by media, my decision uh, Media Eater is the only show in history that's getting better every season Fuck no other hell. show no other show has done the like has every other show does the opposite every show gets slightly worse or gets old but Ranella is the most it's like I think I, you know when um, you hear Rogan talk about people like getting their fingers in the pie and like trying to put yeah. things in I feel like Ranella would be like, no. We're yeah, doing that. yeah. We're just not doing that. Did you watch like, the new I series? Like I watched, um, no, but see, when they release like three of them every six months, I'm only like, I watch like half an episode and I'm like, I'll save that now for when I'm going to concentrate on it. No, yeah. I don't. I don't want to watch them in the background. Like there's other YouTube things. I was watching um, that YouTube, Netflix. There's a thing called Cursed. It was like um, pre, it's like Merlin and Arthur and shit. You know, it was just kind of semi like watching something, but like not really paying attention. Yeah. Why well, I would never do that with Mediator, but Mediator, I'm like, uh, I tricked Fanula into watching an episode a few weeks ago. <laughs> was like, she was like, What's this? I was like, Oh, it's a cooking show. And she was like, On oh, after the first episode, she's like, That was a hunting show. And I was like, Yeah, but they did cook me at the end. <laughs> this has more guns in it than any cooking show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a cooking show, but they get most of the show is them getting the meat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have lamb heart on actually. I was just saying, fits there. I've um, I bought like a, a joint of uh like lamb and he cut them into fairly thick cutlets to butcher but they're the best thing about that is with a joint is you uh, there's a lot of good things about joints but, uh, hey. this lamb joint right is that there's a lot of marrow in the middle of it you know so i fried it today and then i've got i kept the two kind of what you call it nuggets yeah little, uh, bony nuggets no beans there uh, so i cut up the heart got cut into like quarters ish and uh it's in there with chicken stock now and the bone marrow so we should uh Obviously, the bone is there too, so we'll see what that turns out. So we'll give it like an hour or an hour and a half, and see what we deliciousness we get out of it. Yeah, on the opposite side. So Gareth is like preparing a nice evening meal uh, to end the week. It's Friday evening, by the way. We just live stream with the members. Um, on the opposite side of that, I've a can of Monster Ultra Fiesta uh, and two scoops of this pre-workout. So I've got into it, and I'm about to do a front squat one RM. So everything's pretty mellow at the moment. I had planned on drinking this halfway through the podcast because we were supposed to be doing an actual podcast, but I've actually just started drinking it now 
um, because this is a shit talk podcast and if anything it should improve the tempo of the crack you uh, yeah I'm trying to taste that fiesta flavor oh it's so good so fucking good when you when you say fiesta I immediately think of a Ford fiesta yeah so do I is what not like a party like a fiesta party Ford fiesta was a great field car that's what makes me think of fiesta when you say fiesta yeah uh, I was also in a Ford Fiesta one night in a McDonald's car park with two trays underneath the wheels of, at the back. <laughs> so it was the most <laughs> mental thing ever. So you have a front wheel drive car that's tiny and you just reverse it up onto the trays, like put the trays in by the curb and the car just slides around the place as if you were like like a shopping trolley with the level of control. <laughs> the arse of the car just slides around the place. Um, we obviously don't recommend doing that, but it's fucking great crack. Um, how how's your training going? Unbelievable. I had the like the serious fucking. Do you get that neural fatigue where you're like missing the the keys on your keyboard? Like typing is difficult. I had that mm-hmm. yesterday after the two fifteen, but to be honest, two fifteen was so easy. Like the I was telling you, the squats from going empty bar to two fifteen took eleven minutes. Um, because I had like I'd cooked dinner for my family, and I was just like sitting down chilling out after dinner. I was like, sure, I have loads of time. I finished work at like half five. I was like, I have so much time. I ate dinner at like quarter to seven, and uh, and next thing, Afra brings me, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm just on the way down, and I was like, oh yeah, 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 that's perfect. And then I was like, oh shit, it's Wednesday, I have to squat. Um, so I literally hopped on, power walked for like seven minutes on the treadmill. Got my my warm up done, and then straight in. It was definitely the easiest the easiest squat over two hundred kilos I've ever done. I'd say. How was it two hundred? What's that? How was it two hundred? Oh, two hundred was a joke. Um, yeah, in the warm up, like the the last warm up was was very very easy. So now today, it's my last hurrah for the front squats, or I'm saying it is anyway. I want to try and front squat two hundred kilos and get that out of the way. My training goal has also changed a lot. Myself and Owen have been talking about it. So I'm going to try and do something significantly. Like my old PB was 230. So it is a very good point that like going for something like 227 and a half is, is 500 pounds. Um, so that's probably like a bit of a cop out trying to just hit that again. So I'm going to try and go 240. I'd like to do 250 because 250 is 550 pounds. Uh, so that's that's the plan. How was the uh, how was the running going though? <clears throat> Good. Like that session last week in the in the vlog was um like that's a great session, you know. That's five four hundreds, three of them being overpaced for a five minute mile. Um a one K on pace, even though it was like super speed or fucking over speed training going down a bit of a hill, still on pace or better than the five minute mile pace for a kilometer. A mile is sixteen hundred meters. So I'm a lot more positive about it than I was. Like, you'll remember what I was like three weeks ago. Like, I was like, this isn't fucking possible. Like, I'm not going to be able to run a mile. And I might say do it in five minutes. Um, So everything's going well. It's it's kind of hard to know, I suppose. Like, running's never, not sprinting a mile is never going to feel good, realistically, I'd imagine, in your training. Because if you if you feel good, you're probably not running fast enough. So all of your training, if you're not in shape, it's going to feel bad. And if you're running fast, it's probably going to feel bad as well because you're running it. It's a mild sprint. Like, yeah, 
I the other thing as well is like I found certain things make big changes. So I was running on that track down by the estuary, which is ideal. You know, it's like a walkway. Um, it's super flat. It's like two big long curves, and you can get like basically whatever distance you want. You know, I could do the full mile there without having to turn. So I was doing most of my four hundreds and one k's there, but I. Like, it's so uneven. Like, it, it's mostly pothole, you know. Like, it was tarmac uh, two decades ago or whenever it was made. But now it's just, like, all... So you're, like, every five strides, you're, like, hopping over something or you're mm. avoiding a pothole. And there tends to be people walking there as well. And, like, with COVID, like, you can't just be, like, brushing past people, you know. So you have to kind of hop up on the curb or run into the grass for a while, which is absolutely fine. Um... But then, like, you remember how bad my back was after all the running. Like, my back was, like, debilitatingly uh, tight. And then when I started running on different surfaces, that just went away almost immediately. Uh, so, yeah, I am feeling positive about it. Like, five minutes is still going to be ridiculously fast. And it's, like, by no means in the bag. Uh, like, I mean, I'm overly confident about the squat, which means I could probably fuck it up. But... I'm more confident about the five minute mile than I was previously. What um when's the end date or when's the end game? End of March. It will be very beneficial if I got it done before the end of March because I have that fucking our friend John, who previous listeners of the Shit Talk podcast will remember from episode five or six. Uh John has been losing weight recently and in the usual way where when people start losing weight they start talking shit he was like oh I'm gonna be in better nick than you by whatever date so I think we've set a date for like the 17th of March so if I could get it done before that and then not eat for five days it would be very very uh, financially beneficial to me so I could win the bet are you gonna have run a mile though before before the, the done on the same day yeah, yeah, I've like mile runs tomorrow. Um, are you gonna run those at like at like close? six at like six thirty? I'd say six minutes. We're um, <clears throat> we're in another saying at least nine weeks more of severe lockdowns, whatever that means in Ireland. So the um, it was released on the Mirror, I think. The absolute trash newspaper is like just pure tabloid, but um. The Mirror newspaper what, is to uh, it's the newspapers what the Secret Trend Shit Talk podcast is the Strength and Conditioning podcast. <laughs> it's like utter yeah, conjecture so and, and rumor, like yeah, pure shit talk, making everything up. But apparently, that is actually they said Mihal, Mihal, Mihal Martin confirmed it. So they're um, for any anyway, a lot of people are waiting on another episode of the uh, the reactions, you know, to the the training or the the weightlifting competitions, you know, but. <laughs> we can't do those remotely well we could do them remotely, but they wouldn't be the same to me would not be as good a quality so as long as the, those level five restrictions are in place you know we can't record one of those yeah so like that they're announcing more so this was to the 5th of march or something so like the week after next they're going to announce that it's going to be another seven weeks or something like that after this so jesus christ another seven <laughs> when, you, when you say it out loud it's um it's oh, absolutely endless Yeah, this is fucking... Well, the advantage, Gurf, is like they don't have to wait because other YouTubes can just keep doing reactions to weightlifting videos. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stealing, our, stealing our idea, like... Ah, uh, uh, no. No, no. Uh, Zach, 
Zach messaged after. He said he, he saw the 81s, he said, but yeah, he didn't realize we'd done the 2014s. Um, yeah. But you know what they say, often often imitated, never duplicated. Oh, Oh but, uh, shit! Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what one we're gonna do next. I think we're gonna be doing the um, probably. How do you feel about 2011 105 kilo class? Clock oh, off and yes, uh, Dimitri, okay, or um, Kazimir Kev. Yeah, clock off coming forever. Second, you had me at um, 105. <laughs> he's um, you know, clock off is. I would say, he's not overrated, but he is um. Because I understand people's appeal with him, right? But as an a lifter, he is simply a very good elite lifter, or was a very good elite lifter, whatever you want to say. Like yeah. his accolades were won world championships and a particularly weak world in the old system, the old generation, the year after the Olympics used to be not as great. And then silver at the Olympics. Now, I don't have a silver at the Olympics, and a lot of <laughs> lifters don't have silver at the Olympics, but I'm just saying. He the, the level of fame Krakow achieved compared to other lifters who were definitely better than him is pretty interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he, I think he did a very good job of becoming the best weightlifter in the world at doing seminars and selling himself. But it doesn't mean he was the best weightlifter in the world. Like there's probably two hundred people who are better at marketing themselves and doing seminars and selling things than Illy Illin is. But Ily Ilin is the best weightlifter ever. You know, like... Klakov had most of the work done for him before he got... So, like, by the time Klakov released his first weightlifting video on YouTube, by the time he put up... Um, I can remember what it was, was after... So, Rio, or not Rio, London was going to be the big showdown between him, McKay, of, uh, yeah. Andrea Ramno, Marcin Delega. It was going to be the thing, you know? Yeah. And um, he put up, like, a 206 training snatch and Tarokati who also another man who's absolutely sold himself like a motherfucker and done very well out of it. God bless. God bless him. Um, he clock a foot up a 206 snatch after that, you know, and was like, I'm sorry, Russia or something, you know? And, uh, but, but that first video has just the internet, the weightlifting internet exploded. Like so yeah. many people were like, Oh my God, clock off. Was up. Like he was, he was the brute, not Bruce Lee. He was the Chuck Norris of weightlifting before he even did any kind of marketing. So yeah. by the time, Klockoff started exploiting himself, and rightly so, rightly so 100%. for exploiting himself. He um, he uh, was, oh no. So he had like a 242 clean jerk, a 214 block snatch, but he missed. And then he had that one, oh no. He actually had a few videos. The 205 um, snatch in the training hall is one of my favorite videos ever. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They're, they are phenomenal. Yeah. Do you know my favorite video of his this? Sorry, that's playing there. Go was on. a 225 kilo push press from the rack. <laughs> give me, give me that, sir. Give me what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Put that away. Put that back in the rack. Will you fuck say? I remember um this is like years, years down the line now, when he's like a, yeah. a legit YouTube sensation. Bradley mm -hmm. Martin had him over to Zoo Culture, whatever the name is, Jim is. And he must have been doing a seminar there, but Klokov is training. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's training before the seminar. And he's strict pressing like 160 kilos or something. <laughs> and Bradley Martin comes over in like a white feeder and a snapback. And he's like, yo, bro, like trying to get a comment, you know. And yeah. Klokov is, um, Klokov like pushes him away, you know. And he just goes yeah. and he does his like fucking 
million kilo strike press. And uh, yeah. Klockoff is like, I am very sorry for this. For me, pressing very bad movement. Um, I am very weak at at movement, so I must really concentrate. <laughs> it's like, oh my fucking God, you're probably one of the strongest pressers. I th- it might have been strict press or push press, but it was obnoxiously yeah. heavy, you know? Like, you're talking yeah. about one of the strongest people in the world at this particular movement. And then he's like, for mm-hmm. me, I am sorry. I, I must concentrate before movement. <laughs> yeah. He's a vi- there's a video of him. Like, I think Klakov's thing was that, like, he... um. He was Russian, and that, you know it was kind of like mysterious, like macho man kind of thing. Yeah, and that whole like a strong man kind of thing. And then also he was incredibly jacked, and he was like kind of tall for a weightlifter. Mm. So he was kind of like he had that kind of big masculine energy, the big dick energy, you know. And people just just fucking went with it. And then he was doing you know huge push presses. He had like I don't see. I started weightlifting twenty no so twenty eleven. Klockoff was just a thing by then already, you know. And then once he started marketing himself, like two years later, it was he obviously just ran with it. But yeah, even when I started, he was just like Klockoff was just everyone knew who Klockoff, Dimitri Klockoff was. I I still remember when he went on the the Barbell Shrugged podcast first. And for those of you who are like new enough to like fitness podcasting, and there's 50 million podcasts, Barbell Shrugged was like a fucking legitimate source of like like lifting and crossfit news back in the day like they genuinely were i don't know what it's like now i haven't listened to it in years but i remember working uh doing like maintenance and cleaning on mobile homes in france and the clock off podcast had just been put up and i literally spent three hours in one mobile home cleaning because it was downloading onto my phone and it was just barely close enough to the bar where i could have it connected to the wi-fi um but that was like he barely spoke English. He had just kind of started learning to speak English when he was like coming to the States and doing seminars and stuff. Uh, yeah. He's a sensation. Like 190 kilo, that video of 190 kilo thruster, like the clean into the thruster is just. Iconic. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm just on his YouTube channel here, right? His most popular, most popular video on YouTube, the most viewed one is 1.4 million views. You'll never, you'll never even guess what it's about or who it is. You'll never, no, you won't even like. It's, it's with that you know that Russian arm wrestler. Yeah, the full of huge arms. It's a video with him arm wrestling from five years ago. It's just, like, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, it. I assume he's very popular in Russia. I assume, you know, if you don't speak, I don't. I don't know what the prevalence of. When we were in Russia, it didn't seem like a lot of people had a lot of English, like so they're no. probably not watching a lot of English YouTube, you know, English speaking YouTube. So, if you've any interest in the, a lot of those, like Dmitry Brestov and stuff, and uh, there's a couple of other Russian YouTubers, and they get a lot of views because I assume it's a lot of domestic views. But when you've the biggest country in the world, domestic views are a o fucking k, I'd say, in terms of like revenue and business and all that crack. It's like when you uh, when you see like a video. That will have gone viral on like Chinese Facebook or one of mm-hmm. those. And it's like a billion views and it's on a website you've never even heard of. And you're just like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. obviously they're doing quite well for themselves. Glockoff is like, he was just so jacked. It was just, how was he getting away with taking so much gear to be that jacked? Like, I don't understand. It just makes no sense. From the reading of his book, he fell in and out of like national teams and with national yeah. coaches a lot. Like, you know, like... He was by no means the golden boy of the um, 
of the Russian Fed. Like he was very much in and out. He wasn't uh he wasn't a, a mainstay in that Russian stable, like Fuck, I didn't know that. I thought he was I I I thought he was um the kid like you know the, the golden child. I don't think so. No, thing. no, because he um he had this whole thing going on with his like his original coach or like his coach when he was first a senior. Oh yeah, fuck it, it's years. It was in first year in UL I read it the book like um but he was saying so I think he was with that coach for a while and then the Fed told him he had to get a different coach and then he had a falling out with a different coach or he had a falling out with it. I don't know. There, It was over and back a few times. Um, and it leads to mm-hmm. one of the best, like, one of the best summings up of, like, what he needed to train well. It was like, basically, he was happy when he was training with one of the coaches and then his best friend, like, cheated on him with this coach. So, basically, his best friend went to that coach and asked him to coach him instead of Klockoff. And the two of them left Klockoff. Yeah. And he was, like, in the book, he was, like, then I had the only thing I needed for good training again. Anger. And a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) I really need to find that again. So, basically, he was just so pissed off that his coach, like, went to coach his friend instead of him that he, um, he was sufficiently angry to go and jerk 275 from the rack. And then injures his shoulder permanently yeah. I'm looking at his 200 kilo pause snatch which he did after he retired obviously in the training hall um, funny Bajernega wrote about this you know saying there was a couple of USA weightlifting volunteers young lifters who asked could they train in the training hall and they said no and they'd volunteered at um, at the 2015 Worlds you know in Houston yeah. they were doing all the work and stuff you know they wanted to train yeah. apparently they weren't allowed and then clock off waltzes in off his titties not, not competing for anyone and just left list, you know, like fucking that is kind of douchey, I suppose. It's douchey, but it's dead right, Garf. Nobody wants um, to see those fuckers power snatching 70 kilos. Like <laughs> Yeah, but you the most the most tiring part of weightlifting is loading bars and doing stuff. It's, loading a bar in a competition is the most is the worst thing you could ever do. It's fucking torture. It's also uh, the most mentally challenging thing you could do at a competition. Yeah, if you add in a women's bar. <laughs> oh, shit. Adding in a women's bar is like visual occlusion. Like, it's like wearing a, a blindfold when you're trying to shoot a target or something. Like, it's it's, it's so fucking difficult. And then people are like, just forget about the clips and just count up the other bar, uh, the other weight. And you're like, I can't forget about the weight or I can't forget mm. about the clip because I'm yeah. not counting the weights. My brain just understands yeah. what the weight is. They're like... Just load it like you would without the clip. And you're like, it's easy. And you're like, shut the fuck shut up. The like, fuck I don't up. I know what it looks. I don't know what it adds up to. I know what it looks like. That's all I know. Okay. I know what bars look like. I know what everything is. And if you change it, I have no idea what it is. No I don't idea. have time to add it up. The only I did it for the Celtic Nations there um fuck. Two years ago, three years ago maybe. Um and I was like, yeah, no problem. Harry, I'll do it. Just don't put me on a women's session. I'll do it. No problem. Yeah. And it was obviously a women's session. But they had a booklet printed out <laughs> of every single weight yeah. with the pictures of what the weights were. Thank God. Because you think it's easy. But when they're like the Celtic Nations was like uh, Scotland, Ireland and Wales compete every every year in different countries. Um, you know, they rotate the home country. And like there's a lot of like everyone brings a full team and there's like teams of juniors. So it was like fucking like 50 60 people in the tiny gym you know and like um obviously you don't want to fuck it up like i wasn't like oh god i hope we don't fuck this yeah. up but i'm like <laughs> the, 
no one's more annoyed at loaders when they fuck up the bar like so i was oh, like i'm yeah. not that i didn't fuck it up but that, but harry had that fucking sheet of things just being like so when you you're looking at the next weight in your head you're yeah. like who was i coaching that day sarah i'd say was it yeah i think it was says um oh i was loading for sarah's session actually were you Mm. Yeah, I, I can just remember that day. It was so fucking cold in cappers. So I miss being um, smarmingly guessing if someone's going to make the weight or not. Um, <laughs> I miss that about weightlifting competitions. A fucking that many skills, but that's one of them. Oh, absolutely. To be fair, you're right. you're phenomenally good at it. Yeah, I remember who was listening one <laughs> I time. Up in um, yeah, who who was like, holy shit? I can't remember. It was so funny. Oh my god, it was so funny. I was just like, I kept saying it out loud, and they're like, I think you're cursing them. And I was like, nope, just uh, no, no, it's just how it is. Lifts and too many shake competitions. Yeah, you can just tell, like, um, I think it was Owen on that. He was there, actually, but it's not the first time that's happened. It happened to Celtic Nations as well. I was like, nah, he's not making this. Like, you can just tell when someone goes up, and especially what makes it even easier is if you've seen the lift beforehand. If you've seen this beforehand, it's basically it's a rape game for you. Yeah, you're like, nah, in competition, people are too predictable, you know. Geez, Gareth, when you um, think about that weekend, we drove to Celtic Nations. Sorry, did we go out on the Friday night in Limerick? Or you were at our gaff on Friday night. You didn't go out, sure you didn't. And then we went to Galway the next day. We're at Celtic, We're at that fucking Connacht Open. Or sorry, not Galway, Ennis the next day. We're at the competition for the first half of the day. Drove up to Donegal. We're at the Wild Atlantic Way Fitness Convention giving a, mm-hmm. a talk. Jesus, mm-hmm. that was a fucking great weekend. Man, freedom of travel. Now we're in this <sighs> totality and tyranny state. Now, um, yeah, being freedom of movement like that, yeah, was um, a lot of thing in the past. Yeah, uh, fucking, d- yeah, Jesus Christ, that was was that last year? No, it was the year before last, wasn't it? Or was that last year? No, it was last year. It was last year. Yeah. Um. Um, you know, when you're talking there about the um, these the clock off switching coaches and stuff, yeah. Uh, there's a book I'm listening to, The Russian Affair, it's so fucking good. It's by uh, it's your favorite author, David Walsh. Um, it's on about the Yulia, blah 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 blah. She, um, she she was kind of the original person who exposed the doping in Russia. She was at Atlee's with the, the um, the German documentary crew did yeah. um, expose in it and she exposed everything with her husband who you worked for WADA or not WADA, USADA. Not what was that? Rusada, not USADA. Rusada. He worked for them, you know, and um, Icarus gets a lot of the credits, but apparently that one kind of started the ball rolling, you know. Um, Rajinkov is in that because it kind of happens around the same time. Yeah. But um, fucking such a good book. It's insane. She's talking about like the stuff that goes on it's so it's such a good audiobook. Uh, really there's a lot of shit audiobooks, it. but it's a very good one. I actually reviewed one of David Welch's books this week. Yeah, it's just Seven Deadly Sins, is it? Yeah. Um and everyone thought it was a fucking anime or something. Yeah, I saw, I saw those comments. I didn't really Is there an anime with that same cover or something? I assume there's an anime called that Seven okay. Deadly Sins. I can imagine that There's sounds like um, something anime. I, I've literally, I couldn't, I couldn't have I, less I, of I an have. idea what anime is. Like Asian cartoons is about as much as that. Like I, I have fucking no concept. Like, like it's like female sanitary products. I, I could not. 
I could not explain to you what the fuck any of that stuff is. It's I have no. I I just don't get it. I don't get that. I don't get the appeal of like anime and stuff. And like it's so popular, so many people watch it more every year. Yeah, kind of a trendy thing. I just don't. I literally, I just don't fathom it. Yeah. But I suppose like we're into pretty weird shit too. Like, you know, like who goes and trains in their shed uh, most days by lifting really heavy weights that makes them really sore, uh, alters their ability to enjoy not, life no, in, not, in other areas. I'm not judging anyone. Yeah. Uh, Be made that same argument. But um, no, it's definitely weirder. Not to alienate any lifters. Oh, no, it, it's, it's just, so weird. It's, it's so fucking It's just weird. weird. Yeah. I'm I'm not like I'm not judging anyone. I'm not being like I'm not you're judging a weirdo. Anyone, but you're a fucking but, weirdo if you watch it. Like I'm not saying you are a weirdo, but I'm just saying the thing you do is pretty weird. I just don't get it. Um Yeah. I wouldn't stop anyone from doing it. I wouldn't be like, we need to enact the laws and stop this anime scourge. I'm just saying it's pretty weird. <laughs> I just what's weirder for me is when people dress up as the characters. Cosplay. If you, if you Yeah, cosplay and TikTok, like the amount of people and the amount of people who like it is the amount of girls who make a living off anime cosplay with OnlyFans, the money they'd make would put you to shame, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and that's because of creepy fuckers like, go on, go on, dress up like the bunny again. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Do you have the big, do you have the big sword? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like. Do you have the animated carrot? <laughs> I, I can understand how you get from childhood to anime, you know, but I don't kind of see how you get from never watching it and then becoming an adult and then starting kind of watching it. I just don't kind of, I don't kind of, kind of don't get it. Interesting thing about tentacle porn. Do you know why, (laughs) do you know why tentacle porn was invented? No, but don't do tell. (laughs) Do you know, uh, in Japan, it's illegal to show like genitals, even in porn, like, so it would be like pixelated porn. Joe, that mm-hmm. weird shit where there's like the floating pixel blurry bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tentacle porn was invented because they could show a tentacle uh, and then that it became its own thing. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Where did so you come across that morsel? Bizarre. Was that in Clockhouse book? <laughs> Girl, there's random facts in my brain that I have no fucking idea how they got there. It was <laughs> so anyway, Clockhouse book starts off, right? Um, <laughs> tentacle porn. His coach portrays him. Pixelated genitals. Tentacle part. He gets mad. He gets hyped up before every training session. And uh, there you go. Uh, Yeah. Mental shit. They're like the whole dressing up in costumes thing has just. And here, fuck it. The other weird shit we're into, like, way more people judge like Joe. Like. Going out shooting deer and fucking butchering them and stuff like that's and I get why people are like in some way appalled by that or whatever. But the Mm -hmm. the dressing up in costumes is just something that like I didn't even enjoy doing that when I was a kid. Yeah. But sure look, everyone's eating meat at the end of the day. Hey, 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 lads, lads. lads. Censors its own podcast. Um do you you remember you remember you ever hear furries? No. It's like cosplay, but they dress up as like um, animals. Like everyone, oh my like, god! A, I heard about this a furry convention. Yeah, but apparently it's not in any way like um, fuck. What's that word for when things are like innocent? Yeah, innocuous or whatever, or fuck it, whatever. But they all just go bang each other. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I 
fucking they're all yeah innocuous they're all like just like yeah yeah i just go and dress you up at the fox convention but in reality they're just like just absolutely <laughs> going to town on each other at the furry just convention foxtail butt plugs <laughs> do you know what though i can understand that more than dressing up as the characters in your room and building a costume that makes yeah. more i can understand that more people are more i, I but that's because how fucked up people are though so i can kind of understand that yeah anyway um <laughs> thanks for listening to the shit talk podcast yeah it's great to have you uh just a quick note at the end of the podcast right there's every week we get messages from people being like <clears throat> oh i loved your podcast i never knew you had a youtube or i loved the youtube never knew you had a podcast or geez i didn't know you sold training programs or did consultancy for whatever so if you want to see the full scope of our kind of video products most of the time all the videos are on youtube our Instagram has a fair few posts and the great thing about the Instagram is it kind of keeps you up to date as to what other media content we have coming out that week. We have a fair bit of stuff on the website. So like the programs we offer, the consultancy services and the one-to-ones we offer. So do go and check all those out. We'll put links in the show notes so you can follow them pretty easily. Um, yeah, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sorry if you can hear that in the background, but Bailey is eating her foot. <laughs>